Why are all these nerds talking about connections? Here to answer <laughs> that question is nice. Free learner, self-educator, professional connection maker, and Finnish man. Nice one, <laughs> Thanks, Shai. man. Connections <laughs> fucking rule. What can you say? It's the best. Connections are the best. They're the absolute best. Oh, by the way, just before this, follow us on Twitter. James is oh, yeah. at Xperia Learning. Xperia is spelled like experiment without the meant part. Uh, Nays, exactly. your story of the sea. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm ZDRKS. All yeah, of these links will gonna... be in the description. Exactly. We're going to take over Twitter this year. Yes. <laughs> this month. It's going to be excellent. We're going to be dropping golden nuggets, connections, all sorts. <laughs> Everywhere. It's going to be great. Oh, All right. Man. Anyway, so the reason why we're talking about connections is because we saw this. Well, actually, should we talk about before that? Because we've been talking about connections for like months. Exactly. Dude, we've got to do a timeline of the connection items because multiple people in the Discord seem to come to this, uh, come to the conclusion of using uh, sort of analogy based items or connection items at the same time, but they all seem right. to ki- come to the same conclusion sort of independently of each other. Right, and, and the instantiations of it are slightly different. Exactly, exactly. So, so uh, who's going to give the timeline? I'm, I'm not as familiar with it as perhaps you two because I haven't been using SM like that much recently. Um, so this all just sort of happened around me, and I just sort of saw all of you guys talking about connection items. I was sort of mm. clueless, but obviously now I've heard the arguments. I've heard all of the. Uh, <laughs> the various clashes between the <laughs> factions of connection item makers. Um, so who wants to give a sort of rundown of how this all came about? Yeah, I'll, I'll say my side of it, I guess. I, I don't really know what it is because like, I haven't really talked about it until now. But it's it's funny because I think we're all operating under a, a different definition of what a connection is. You know, like mm-hmm. what is a connection item? Everybody, everybody thinks of something different. Some people uh, have it as like, you know, think of this, or what is this like, or something like this. And, and me, like, I, I have more specific uh, connections between things, like, you know, what is the overlap between this, or how are these two things related, or this kind of thing. So Yeah, I think that's item... the... So, sorry to interrupt you. I just uh, you no. said the word relate, and I think that's the key word. Finding relations, find, finding right. things that group together. And it's not exactly like... A, they don't necessarily must have similar features, but for some reason they have some sort of relation between each other. And I think that's, that's right. the interesting. Key. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's the key feature as well. Okay, yeah, that's super interesting because um, to me, have like hearing um, about connection items, about analogy items, that sort of thing, I think the first thing that came to my mind was just recognizing some similarity between two systems and then making an item based on that but it seems like what you're saying nice is that the uh your definition of uh, a connection item is broader than that it can subsume sort of any relationship between two systems so it could be similarity it could be dissimilarity or any other possible relation between those two things Mm. yeah yeah i i i definitely feel that same way and i'll just if i talk about how this was born in my own mind, I think it goes back to this notion. I remember talking years ago with Arya on the Discord about how it feels different, even if you have a good set of items, or theoretically good, what I thought was good at the time, it feels different over time 
than the initial learning about something. If you fully understand something and you have it all, you know, loaded up in your in your working memory or short term memory, it it feels different just experientially than if you theoretically remember all of the same facts, you know, with a set of items. And we were talking about how that's kind of inevitable and it kind of sucks that you can't you can't feel the same way. And I'm I'm not referring to fluency. I, I don't even mean that. I just mean just a kind of familiarity with the material and this this way that all these things are activated in the mind at the same time. And I think part of what happens when you're learning something is that the brain finds connections naturally, right? So when you're first learning something, your brain goes, oh, that's like this, or this is like that. And up until, you know, some months ago, if you don't encode those in a set of items, then that there's at least one component of the initial learning experience that would be missing from your items, which is that, you know, what is this like mm. type of thing. So, of course, you're going to be missing that crucial piece. Mm. And I guess part of it is that, me trying to match. I want to have the same level of familiarity or comfortability with the material over time as I had right in the beginning. And I think a key part of that is this natural feature of the brain to associate. And you might say, well when you think of a regular item in the first place, wouldn't your brain then associate? And it's like, yeah, maybe so. But what about if you encode the associations themselves so you sort of skip that point and ensure that your brain activates? And also, it carries with it a bunch of other benefits like we've been discussing about, you know, aiding understanding, it also aids memory and it aids applicability, these kinds of things. Could you give like a, just a very simple example of what you consider to be prototypical example of a connection item. Mm. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I have one that I've told to people many times and it's related to the stuff we talked about. So I'll just repeat it again. So what, uh, here's one. What is the overlap between Waz's advice for dealing with complex concepts and Daniel Kahneman's goal for thinking fast and slow? And the answer to that is reduce the complexity of something by giving it a name. Right. And so that's not an obvious thing. Like you have to read both of those things at roughly the same time and think of them. And then I, I just realized that connection. So I made an item out of it. Right. And the point mm -hmm. is, you're, you're always making these connections. You're always going, oh, my gosh, this is like that or that's like this, you know. But if you just don't write those down, it, it doesn't it, it just leaves like everything else. And see, this is again, it, it relates to this larger uh, bias, I guess, that people have where they they recognize that they forget the ideas of others but they don't recognize that they forget their own ideas and mm. so when you have a connection it's not a given that you'll always remember that or that you'll think of it at the right time that's not how the brain works if you don't write something down or think of it with some regularity refresh it it won't be remembered so it i think Part of the reason why this is kind of hard to discover or not many people talk about it is because, again, of that stupidity. And again, we all share this of of thinking that because it was your idea, you'll remember it. OK, OK. So it seems like you've been interested in this idea for for a while. You mentioned when Aria was in the Discord as well. So that must have been like a couple of years. Nice. Right. How long have you been thinking about connection items? And, <clears throat> you know, what's your sense of them? Well, for me, it's pretty new, actually. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's uh, like two, month, two months I came mm. to this big enlightenment. And there's like um, definitely history behind that because I've been reading tons of Waz's uh, writing 
but uh, it seems to me that he he uses some uh, different terminology to uh, describe the some kind of similar things, but like like jigsaw puzzle and uh, what else? Like he talks about generalization and conceptualization mm. and all these kind of things, uh, abstract knowledge. And I read them, I, I read them all, but it never really, I never really, um, you know, absorbed. It. How how do you say? I I never really understood clearly clearly right. how it manifests itself in practical learning, actual learning. Right. I right. understood the uh, you know principles, but. Uh, I never kind of felt it, right? So uh, two months ago, I right. think uh, I was writing a blog about something. I, I was writing about some applicability, some typical stuff, and then I uh, recall this quote from Elon Musk. He says, uh, "If you cannot connect it, you are not going to remember it." So there's something like that. The phrasing is right. probably the exact, but. Uh, he says this, and uh, just suddenly all the pieces, what was writing, written about jigsaw puzzles and all this, this mm. I don't know, it's like this huge crystallization of this big idea that, um, you know, we are building these clusters of nodes in our brain, these sem- semantic clusters, and <laughs> I don't know, just everything came together at once, and I possibly cannot explain it, uh, you know, at mm. this sitting, but... Um, Anyways, uh, from there on, I, I really started experimenting with these kind of uh, connection items, making analogies and these kind of things. And this worked miraculously for me. And uh, yeah, this uh, started like a couple of months ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's so, it really is like a natural feature of the brain. And I, I that point from Elon Musk about how you won't remember it, not only that, but I think they can also function as a test of understanding. So if you can't make a connection, that means that you don't really understand it because everything that you understand technically, I think, and maybe maybe someone has an issue with this, maybe this is not true, but it seems like everything that you actually understand, you can make a connection or an analogy with how it's like something else. Yeah, I think that uh, right, right. works as a, this is a very great... Uh screening tool also that if you, if right. you cannot make right. any connections it's uh it's it's, it's a big signal that it's uh, asemantic material you are dealing with right which is like i think those tests of understanding are really useful because there's an intuitive sense that we'll know whether we understand something or not but often the the time at which you recognize that you don't understand something is when you need to utilize it to form something new a new idea, a new connection, whatever it is. So you have to like, you have to push against it. And these connection items can act as that, as that thing pushing against it. So I think that's really useful in the same way that like writing items is useful in a generic sense, because if you can't write a good item, you probably don't understand it well, that kind of thing. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I'm really interested in knowing what sort of things you're making analogies from and to if you know what i mean like what's the mm. uh what's the source and what's the target of the analogy in a sense so like i guess you can just start just by i don't know um talking about like what areas have you found connection items useful for and like 
how are you making the connections were they like between something very intuitive in your daily life like cooking or something like that and mm. the thing that you're learning like an academic subject like math or is it something different like what's the mm. process like for you yeah i would be curious how nace thinks about that because i think i think uh his connection items are def- definitely looser than mine and that that's meant probably in a good sense right? maybe in another yeah, sense it's yeah, bad yeah. because the items could be the items could be less stable over time but still i think it's positive so i'd be curious you think of that yeah um i really think that as the video showed which we uh probably should add link in description mm. the video about uh what was the analogy analogy is the, of the core cognition yes and it really feels to me that um it absolutely is the core of everything it's the grandmother of everything you know and um i right. think all these uh learning styles like uh you know Feynman techniques and you know explaining to somebody like you like to learn something you should explain it to others and things like this and I think it stems all from you know making analogies and you know kind of uh, make these connections between uh, synaptic pattern nodes whatever you call it and uh, mm. and yeah for me it's definitely broader I think than uh, Strat or Matt and um, this is because, you know, well, I'm still experimenting and uh, I started notice- noticing myself to uh, narrow these items down sometimes. If there's like a lot of uh, like very many connections, very many ideas overlapping. So I need to kind of narrow the target down with, you know, some keywords or cues or whatever. But uh, anyways, mm-hmm. your question was about um, what kind of uh, domains um, am I applying at? As I said, exactly, I, th- yeah. I really think it's the core of everything. So there's, you know, um, I'm I'm just applying it to everything. Everything I learn, I this uh, consists of uh, makes up for the about ninety percent of my items because I like oh, I just love them so much. They have been, you know, so effective in my life, and uh, I just use them basically for everything. And yeah, just math. Yeah math I, I just general that, ideas and everything if you watch that lecture it, it'll be clearer just like he goes to the very extreme with it when he says analogy is a core of cognition he means that absolutely and you know he gives examples I, I don't know if it was in that talk or a related one of like how words all words that come to your mind it's just your brain going this is a situation that is like other you know he had the example of and and situations or but situations i like this and or i like this but you know your brain is going oh this situation is like mm. the other and situations yeah. and so it mm. bubbles up that to your consciousness you know it's like everything everything is an analogy where your brain is going this is like that it's not like this whatever you know and so he really means it's the core yeah, yeah. I so absolutely believe this is so, so, it's been so impressive how well these manifest themselves, these items in real life, and how come up with uh, very many, uh, you know, these creative associations just because of these items. And this is a uh, pop up in, our, in my everyday life, whereas my past items, you know, you know your typical Q&As where you answer things, they just, 
this feels my, feels to me that like they need a specific they need to be specifically mm. questioned from you and just I didn't see them I I think I saw only like five percent at max from my collection in my <laughs> real life so that's very low okay. applicability and uh, right. yeah so I don't know it's just amazing to me how how often I'm seeing that these things are popping on my head and all right this is my this is my collection this definitely oh right connection again a connection item from this <laughs> and that and it's just it's just every it's just like several times per day 10 times per day 20 i, I don't just wow. so actually affects my behavior and thinking and just this is why i i really don't need uh i don't really need more validation for the, this uh even even if it's been like only two months but it's just because right. it's made huge difference that you know i'm i'm totally sold on this mm. i wonder what the cause of that is because some people i can i can imagine some people saying oh that's because of some you know more generalized principle of you know elaborative encoding or whatever it is some something yeah, like this yeah. so it's because you're putting more possible. effort into into understanding that's what's causing it it's not the analogy itself it's just the effort put forth to to understand absolutely possible absolutely possible but uh i don't really mind uh and you i doubt that it's about the effort because i've been you know experimenting all kinds of strategies so far you know speed reading and reading very uh loosely and barely concentrating just reading quickly and then we have the other extreme where i try to really focus on everything and you know i'm uh, i'm making a point that i'm very uh, aware of my levels of concentration just because i've been experimenting so much with a sem of uh, different mm. different uh, mm. ways of learning and encoding and concentrating and all this and uh and even if it were, I don't mind. I'm having the outcomes I want. I having I'm having the applicability I want, and it really doesn't ma- matter for me that mm. what's causing this. But it seems to me this is the solution. I'm using this. It's great. I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's like at some level, if you're trying to accomplish something and it and you do accomplish it, you know, is it worth it to try to figure out exactly what aspect of what you did is making it happen it's like yeah maybe if you're trying to discover new insights but at the same time you know who cares it's, it's working so yeah it's, uh there's a time and a place to figure it out and i i definitely think and just just for clarity my view on it is that the connections themselves are largely what's what's doing the work and but i don't quite understand the circuitry involved with that and i'm using that term really loosely there but yeah. i don't quite understand why it is that like an analogy or saying this is like that <laughs> i don't really understand why that helps yeah yeah <laughs> it's very interesting uh another thing i, I was um interested in, in exploring is like how the types of analogies you're making in your items have changed over time because really what um drew me into this whole discussion about connection items was talking with matt because matt's been learning programming recently he's been learning c sharp pretty intensively and it was really interesting to hear about like his rate of progress has been very impressive to me like Mm. when i talk with him like he seems to use all the lingo 
in a very professional way. He seems to know what he's talking about. He, it could just be a facade, but if it is, it's a very impressive one because uh, he seems to genuinely, genuinely display like a deep level of understanding about aspects of the C sharp language, which right. is pretty complex. So um, one thing I noticed was that at the beginning, when he started out using these connection items to learn C sharp, he was making. Um, I don't know how to frame it. I, I wrote down here less mm. semantically relevant links um, mm. between uh, something in his life and C sharp. And by that, I mean he was making links between things like cooking and like, I don't know, just uh, commuting, uh, for example, on the bus or whatever, and some aspect of the C sharp language. So one example mm. I think I wrote down, I can't remember if this was him, uh, um, Matt, who told me about this, or Alexi, but it was sort of the same style of, as this. Uh, he was he was saying something about like, um, like in cooking, let's say you have a bunch of spring onions and you want to chop them up. Well, there's one way you could go about it. You could chop each individual um, uh, spring onion up by itself, mm. or you could parallelize the process by <laughs> holding them in your hand and then chopping through mm. all of them at once and that's sort of an, an example of um, process of abstraction and um, when you create functions in c-sharp you package together something and then run it over um, a bunch of data rather than doing it one by one and that's sort of like the same thing and it's a good way to understand um, intuitively uh, what process abstraction is and why functions are valuable right, um, right. so to begin with his uh analogies were these sorts between an unrelated external system and the target domain c sharp right but over time he started to this is very recently i sort of noticed him saying things like um i can't come up with a good example but it was like he was making analogies between things within c sharp so mm -hmm. he's hmm. been learning c sharp for let's say three months now and I guess some parts of the C-sharp language, some aspects of that system have really crystallized in his mind. And now he's able to use those uh, right. to, understand, to understand other parts of the system. So he's like making analogies within the target system. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. So basically what I'm wondering is, yeah, have, have you experienced the same thing? Do you think that's common? Um, do you think it's better to try and shift towards making analogies within the target system? Or do you think you can always make analogies between external systems and the target system like how do you feel about that no i think initially initially it helps if the uh, domain is uh, very abstract like uh, i can imagine programming be uh, at first mm. so he needs to resort to some real life uh, analogies he already knows so um he's kind of building this uh, framework he's building these, uh, you know, first node, first small cluster of things where he's making analogy between cooking and the programming thing. And now as he builds up these concepts, now now he might uh, have a couple concepts understood of programming, right? And uh, there start to be parallels and analogies between concepts itself inside of the programming. And now he can start building. The more you have, the more you can attach these things, the more you can make mm. links. And it kind of spreads. It spreads uh, exponentially. You have more uh, receiving ends to uh, attach links to, and uh, it's kind of this. This is why it's, This is why uh, I think like uh, these connection items are so overpowered be, uh, as compared to you know typical <laughs> Q and A's because with Q and A's you work only with one node. You work only with one thing, 
but uh, mm. with connection items you have this network effect and we probably all understand how you know great the effect is that you know you create one node now two things connect to it and now now more things connect to these two nodes and it kind of spreads it's like disease it's just i don't know it's <laughs> exactly, so yeah. amazing yeah it's like a knowledge disease yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but... it's like with with every node you add you can add many more nodes it, yes i think it's like called like combinatorial explosion or something and uh yeah i don't know often in like computer science problems it's a bad thing because the problem you want to solve is like increasing it, like the effort required to solve it increases with every node you add but in this case it's really like to in our favor to try and increase yeah. the number of nodes because we gain more connections and more knowledge so it's like a really good <laughs> uh situation to be in exactly you know exactly. it's like uh the the switch between like far-reaching analogies and, and close analogies sort of correlates i would imagine with the amount of chunks you have in a particular field and i'm using chunks in that you know in that psychological sense of, you know mm. if you've ever like read barbara barbara oakley's work you know what i'm talking about or herbert simon mm. or people like this but mm. you know as your as your amount of chunks in a field increases you have more points of contact to make analogies with within that field you know what i mean so i think it's partly that and also think yeah. partly it doesn't matter it, the the closeness of the analogies is only a, is only a consequence it it almost doesn't matter because the aid i think again it's about repeating brain states so an analogy you're you're trying to understand something right and then your brain goes oh it's like this or or maybe you deliberately are making analogies to help yourself understand right so mm. then you understand something with the use of an analogy and mm. the encoding of that analogy in an item that's just trying to repeat the brain state where you understood and so mm. of course it's going to work i to me this is like I, i'm very confused by the way people talk about items sometimes and to me this is very obvious you are just trying to repeat the brain state where uh, the analogy aided your understanding some particular concept and so if you remember that then you're going to remember the understanding right does that make sense that's a very good way to put it yeah repeating mm. the brain state of like understanding something that's there you go right and speaking of the word repeat this phrase, repeated analogies expand concepts. I think <laughs> that is a really wonderful phrase. And also, this relates to another point about treating this this concept of an analogy very loosely. The analogies are very loose. So an analogy could be, you know, it's an instanti instantiation of some particular concept. So you you learn something and then you can make an item about a particular situation in which you would employ this information and so that's like an analogy right maybe it maybe it literally is an analogy and that expands the concept because you're repeating analogies and so when people are talking about using information in real life by having items that instantiate this information that act as an analogy and therefore expand the concept the spreading activation to say it in technical terms will mm. increase so you'll think of it in more situations and in the proper situations in real life so an analogy isn't just you know how does this relate to that it can be an instantiation of a particular concept or piece of information or whatever it is yeah that is, that is a very very good way to put it sad i i really think it that way uh, i'm 
I'm just building these instances and you know as I have more instances of something some higher order thing some abstraction and you know you know like uh I use this uh like we have a concept animal like mm. it's it's a man-made name for something that relates these uh right. you know birds and foxes so we we have birds <laughs> we have foxes we have rabbits these are the instances right and as right. we start noticing that there are just these freaking creatures running in wild and we start to make these relations and they are instances of this higher order thing then we make this generalization and the concept animal is born out of this and yeah i think instance is the right way to uh, think about it and the more instances you have the more expanded concept is the more applicable it will be the more uh yeah i don't know it's a good way to think about it yeah and i i think that opens it up for people like you know there's some kind of uh puritanism or something with making items where it's like just encode the facts and you know we talked about this before i think about you know the balance of how how much do you encode with items and how much do you let your brain develop on the fly and i sort of mm. fall i fall more onto the side now of of encoding more with items because what it it relates to this other concept i've been tinkering with which is like upfront ex, uh, abstraction you want to abstract upfront because what people are looking for is to learn information and then they have this this originating nugget right and then they go through life and that nugget will pop into the mind at the right times and produce a new quantity, an abstraction, a new concept, whatever, like on the fly. And that can happen, surely. But I think a way to increase the likelihood of higher level concepts being developed, higher level abstractions, higher level generalizations, is to spot the ones that you initially think of. Like when you, when you first learn something, you may have things pop to mind like, oh, that would be useful in this situation or that's like this or this is that, whatever. So encode those, do that abstraction, that little bit of abstraction up front with items and then let your brain use those pre-existing abstractions to produce newer quantities and, and think of things at the right time. Again, the sweating activation, the notion of that. So I, I think it's all interrelated. Mm. Very interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to ask both of you is, uh, what do you think the relationship is between analogies and mnemonics? Um, mm. Like, are they instances of the same thing? Like, how do they relate to each other? Like, in my mind, I've always been reluctant to use mnemonics because I've always felt that you're sort of making an arbitrary connection mm. between between something in your mind that isn't necessarily related in any semantic or meaningful way to something in the target domain, right? Mm, and so right. I've always tried to favor making the semantic links rather than these sort of arbitrary ones. But do you think that mnemonics and analogies, they exist on the same spectrum? So on, on one hand, you have very asemantic um, analogies, which would be mnemonics. And then on the other hand, you have really uh, semantic analogies, which would be, I don't know, just good analogies. <laughs> um, are they are they sort of the same thing or, or are they completely different? I think Nace would probably have some good input there. Um, yeah, I, I see this mnemonics as this artificial framework. This, uh, like, um, mm. uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends how 
I see uh, was using word mnemonic kind of broadly, mm. and it might mm-hmm. not mean the same thing what people think. But uh, if we're talking about this, uh, you know, having some mental image and you know making relate uh, connection that about some uh, abstract knowledge. Um, I don't know. I, I just see uh, mnemonics is kind of der- derived. How mm-hmm. derive? Derive? Yeah, derived yeah, yeah. from the you know whole idea of uh, connections, brain being concept network. Uh, so it's kind of a, as you said, it's kind of a arbitrary thing. We are we are basically building categories. So this there's kind of overlap when when you explain the cooking thing where where Matt was relating cooking mm. to programming so it's kind of a mnemonic thing in itself you have the abstract domain of programming and you have the cooking so um mnemonic is kind of building these arbitrary categories we're putting things together we think that we have no relations to some very abstract thing or something we want to remember then we bundle up them together and now when you when you recall the familiar thing like some image then that uh that concept category activates and now you remember the later thing um yeah i can't really explain it precisely i i just see it as a yeah. derived thing yeah I, I i agree with that because mnemonics they rely on either the the circuitry of the brain that deals with imagery which is much the the imagery is much more stable in the mind in terms of memories than you know words and so that's one aspect of mnemonics and they often rely on that and another is they rely on pre-existing memories so you you can essentially force or forge a connection between something you already know and some new piece of information just by being creative and linking them in sort of nonsensical or trivial ways this kind of thing and it can act as you know a mnemonic aid but (laughs) it's like because it relies on pre-existing memories, that's like a huge component of mnemonics. That means that if you have a genuine connection in, in the mind already, that's much better because that will get in, reinforced yes. all the time. Plus it actually links to something real, which is just exactly. inherently more useful. So, and uh, <laughs> it's like I, I said the other day, and James has mentioned it, it's a grammatically incorrect quote, I think, but you know, meaning is the brain's natural mnemonic. I, I really think that's true and that's why mm. you know it, it's much harder to learn like nonsense syllables this kind of thing than it is to exactly. learn a list of like truly useful stuff that makes sense to you so no that that was great both of you that was awesome like <laughs> uh just as you both were saying that it's it sort of occurred to me that mnemonics and analogies are very similar in terms of their like low level functioning you're, you're attaching something to something in your mind that is already very stable right to some memory that is very stable but yeah the difference is that mnemonics the connection you're making is not as semantic so it's almost like the performance in an srs system between mnemonics and analogy items might be very similar because the memory um sort of the way you're encoding the memory is very similar right but their performance in real life will be very different because with um analogies you're actually making a semantic link and that will help much more with like making associations creative associations and things like that because yeah. the connection has meaning it has relevance in the real world right yeah yeah and it's uh way it's just way it, just because of that it's way easier to maintain 
even without uh, space repetition because you're uh, seeing this thing right. manifest itself in real life and you get repetition that way and the more expanded the concept is the more you are going to see that and the more repetition you are getting in even without the SRS and in the on the other hand we have the mnemonic thing which is way harder to maintain in the sense that um, as it's arbitrary now when there's way higher chance of uh, something interfering that uh, you know image you are associating with wit and the more you have mnemonics the more chaotic i believe it's gonna be and uh, i don't know to me it seems like a way more efficient thing to have this kind of uh, um, semantic natural analogies mm, exactly yeah. i i agree i agree and again i i think it I think a, a part of this that we touched on, but it's really useful, is this helps you determine the usefulness or, the, or your current level of understanding of things. Like, it's much better to truly understand some small set of things than to have barely any information about some, like, significantly larger set of things. I really believe that. So I, I, I just think this helps focus more on applicability because if it's not able to be connected... It's not applicable, probably. So I yeah. think that's really useful. Plus, you know, we've talked about this before. When, if you really understand a concept, when it's when you hear the word, something flashes in your mind. You know what I mean? You get this mental imagery very quick of of that thing, even if it's not like animal, for example. When when someone says animal, I know what that is. But if you said to me, "What's an animal?" I, it's not like I would be able to describe it right away, but I mm. internally I can work with animal as a concept. Mm. I grok mm. the concept of animal, so to say, and yeah, I feel I like the I feel like these analogies help internalize concepts in a way that you don't get if you're just working with the words. In some way, it's like the analogies gives you access to the idea underneath whatever whatever yeah. the underlying idea is. It's like that becomes the thing of import the thing you're you're accessing and then the words are just sort of a wrapper and again douglas offsetter in this talk and analogies of cognition talks about you know what happens when we chunk things is you know related and related concepts group together and then we put a membrane around it and then we have that one thing and somehow all the detail at all the layers of the stack below that that higher level concept are sort of abstracted away so you can think of a really high-level concept, and you're unburdened by all the details within, because yeah. your brain has mm -hmm. sort of grouped this all into one thing, even if it contains many, many layers of abstraction or detail. And so I think these analogies, again, repeated analogies expand concepts. And so if that is true, which I believe it is, it, it makes intuitive sense to me, and uh, it, it just, I, I really, I really think that is an accurate statement. It may be kind of loose with the neuroscience. I don't know enough, but. I, I'm operating on the assumption that's true, right? So if that's true, if we make enough of these uh, analogy items, and again, that's very loose, but if we make enough of these, then our concepts will expand. So if, if we look at every concept like it has sub-concepts, we're grouping more things into it, and we're abstracting away more and more detail, more and more detail, and then we're putting a membrane around those new things, and we have a, we have a higher-level concept now. And it's just... Mm. Uh, this this procedure seems you know magically useful to me and again it's 
<laughs> feels kind of silly. Maybe people already people already know this, but in my view, people have never really discussed uh, connection items or analogy items like this. So, so even though it's kind of a an obvious yeah. discovery, if you're someone like Hofstadter or if you if you work in cognitive science anyway, maybe this is obvious. But to to mm. this field, yeah, to yeah, us, like, to me, it certainly wasn't. We don't see people using space repetition for this anyway, so I think that's kind of right. new aspect. This I think this idea is like a you know dirty old thing, very very old thing. People have done this for <laughs> ages, you know, uh, reasoning by analogy and this kind of thing. But uh, now we apply apply space repetition and you know repeated analogies, expand concepts, and what is better way to repeat knowledge than space repetition? Nothing exactly. exactly. Exactly right. There we go. <laughs> All right. So well, wonderful. So, so for people who aren't, um, who haven't tried this out yet, or maybe they aren't even familiar with like all of this stuff that we've been discussing, like how mm. should they go about practically applying what they've just listened to on this podcast? Like, what what can people actually do to um start making analogy items to, to sort of test mm. out whether they're uh, worthwhile? Um. Well, I'll just. Oh, you want to go first? No, I was just pointing out that, uh, as we mentioned, there's like uh, we we all use different way of going about it, but I think the principles are the same. Underlying principles are are the same. Right. And if you mm-hmm. wanna if you wanna understand and you know actually create this item, I think uh, everybody should watch the video in the description. Analogy is the core of cognition, and I think that uh, really mm. really helps understanding how this works. And this way, you'll uh, be better at making these kind of uh, items. Right, I completely okay, okay. agree with that. That that lecture is very very good. And if I could give two principles, which I think about often, and I I use as sort of a guiding light, and there's probably more than this. I just haven't articulated them or discovered them within myself. But I've already touched on them. One is be mindful of the fact that just because an idea is yours doesn't mean you won't forget it. And once you do mm-hmm. that, you'll start to recognize just how how liable you are to forgetting your own opinions, even. If you mm. if you form an opinion about something and you don't think about it for a while, you're going to forget it. And so maybe you could reason yourself once again, given the same material to the same opinion, right? But how about you skip the line and encode that opinion itself or why you think that, right? So just be mindful of the fact that you, you will forget your own ideas. So if you have an idea, if you have a connection, if you have whatever, write it down and then go a step further if you want to encode that in a set of items. And, uh, you know, try to be try to be abstract with it so you're not locking yourself into a way of thinking that that can evolve over time. Right. So that's one principle. And another one is this principle of this upfront abstraction. Instead of hoping that by learning these words and, and encoding a set of items about these words, that your brain will then activate them at the appropriate time in real life later on. Recognize what's going on in your brain as you're learning it. For me, at least. And I, I think it's the same for others. When you're learning something, your brain is often going, oh, that's useful here. That's like this. This is that. Whatever. So encode that. It doesn't matter that you're encoding the actual instantiations. That's good. That will expand the concept. And I think, and I don't have, I don't have any data for this, but this is my intuition. I think that that will expand the concept such that the spreading activation for it will expand. And the actual practical meaning of that is that instead of not thinking of your items at the right time, you will think of them at the right time and you'll make creative associations because your brain will be accessing the deeper meaning of the thing 
and so a lot more situations will seem related. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't uh, make sense. That's I have also one one uh, principle to or pitfall to avoid that um, there's difference between making an analogy and, and um, there's distinction between making an analogy and uh, making connotation. So as I first mm. started with this, I experimented with these items, I noticed like I have a sentence. So now, now I, I used to get like, I thought I got like thousands of connections, like, like not thousands, like many connections from that, but these were like uh, connotations of some word. So I'm, mm. I'm, I was basically operating with words, what this sounds to me like, and it's, it wasn't about the relation of the idea to another, but it was like, what this uh, word, you know, <laughs> what, what kind of word this is related to or whatever. Mm. So, so what you want to rather do is extract the message of one sentence. You read the sentence and extract the idea behind, you know, behind that and work with the you know, whole idea, right? The right. Are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people, um, people try to force this, and I, I think it's important to feel the, just feel it. It's like a, it's like yeah. a, it's like morality. When you know something is wrong, it's just a feeling, and when you know you're forcing it, you'll just feel that. So just don't, don't force it. Don't make an artificial connection. Just rely on the real ones. And if you can't exactly. find any real ones, that means either A, this information is not useful to you or it's just not useful yet and you can go find stuff to, to more deeply understand it. So mm. so uh, I think yeah, that's it. Uh, just use your internal mechanism to determine if it's forced. Yeah, exactly. And if you can come up with like, I, ha I have this, uh, I have these items that I can't come up with connection at the time of uh, creating the item. Uh, it's all fine. I just postpone that and come back to it later and without uh like every time uh something popped up later on so just give it a time find it get more knowledge and this connection they start to build up very quickly as you're uh, you know aware of this whole thing that's really good advice just that's like employing incremental writing almost but for yeah you know incremental analogy making so exactly oh, I think yes <laughs> There we go. There we go. There we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one other thing I was going to ask you is, uh, would you both be down to like share some items on Twitter? You know, let's uh, let's get the conversation started. Let's give the people something to uh, maybe uh, draw inspiration from. Would you be down to oh, do yes. that? Oh, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ye Perfect. Yeah. yeah well, sure. if you want to join the conversation, you should join us <laughs> on Twitter. Make sure to follow our Twitters. They'll be in the description. Thanks very much for listening. This has been a beautiful podcast. I'm so glad we brought Nice on to do this one because... Yes, indeed. This is, is wonderful. He's truly one of the masters of connection <laughs> and of analogy making. <laughs> nice. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Marfa. All right. See you guys.